Blog Talk Radio.
first of all, ladies and gentlemen, we are 829 listeners from 100,000 listeners just on this show. We are currently at 99,171 listeners. We're not even two years old yet, and because of all of y'all, we have reached that pinnacle in this show. And, and I say every, at every show, this is not my show. This is your show. Y'all have made this show what it is, listeners and guests alike, and, and people like, like my guest tonight who, even though the last time I had him on, Blog Talk Radio had a brain fart and had to reschedule him, and he's just been wonderful. And people want to come back, and they drag people along with them, and I am so grateful and so humble for it. And ladies and gentlemen, we have gotten so big that we are now on iHeartRadio. We're under two different podcasts. We're on Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason, and we're on Off the Chain on iHeartRadio. And that is one of the hardest places to get on. I started trying to get on iHeartRadio when I started this show, and we just, in the last month have gotten on iHeartRadio. What a humbling, humbling experience because we're on iHeartRadio, on iTunes and YouTube and Spreaker and SoundCloud and MixCloud, Podcast.com, FM.com, TuneIn Radio, and places I don't even put the show up. This is how popular this show is. We're heard in over 100 countries. And I have not run the numbers for the other podcasts, so when you add those numbers to where we are just on the show, ladies and gentlemen, why would you not want to be on the show? That's my question. If you have a platform, if you're an artist, if you're an author, if you're a painter, if you're a musician, if you're a songwriter, if you have something that's bothering you, if you want to talk politics, why would you not want to be on the show? And and I inter- I can interview you internationally. In fact, I have some international guests coming on in the next few months. There's two ways to get on the show. One you can send me an email at offthechainradio at yahoo.com and send me your bio and your headshot and your book covers or your music in MP3 format, and I'll set a date and I'll send it to you and you friend me on Facebook, and voila, you're on the show. But if you're of the shy nature and you think, well, I want to kind of get my feet wet, but I really am kind of shy about being heard by over 100,000 people, but you want to get your product out there, Contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com and send me an ad. And for $10 a month, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how many shows I run that month, from 10, for $10 a month from the day I get your ad till 30 days later or 31 days later, depending on the days of the month in that month, I will run your ad either in MP3 format, if you send it to me that way, or I'll read it or I'll record it. You're going to be heard all over the world. Why would you not want to? You'll get exposure in places like United Arab Emirates, Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales, Japan, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Egypt. That's just to to name a few. Australia, they're our biggest listener on here. They are a 95% listening base. Thank you, guys. Y'all are marvelous. Just love having y'all as our listening base. So if you want... To get the and it's pennies on the dollar. If you want to get the exposure, you can be a guest for free, or you can send me an ad, and I'll run it for thirty days for ten bucks. That being said, we have a corporate sponsor, and her name is CC Chamberlain, and she has a podcast. It's called Inside Your Life with CC, which is a motivational, passionate conversation. CC interviews people who are living their true purpose, whether it be a professional boxer, an author, or a history enthusiast. She tries to give her listeners hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. So download, subscribe, and listen as CC guides you to pursue your dreams and for you to live your best life. This fantastic show is available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere podcasts are available, and that's called Inside Your Life with CC. I've been on that show, and when I got off of that show, I felt like I could conquer the world even more than I thought I could conquer it before. So listen to Inside Your Life with Cece. Now, with that being said, I want to welcome my guest. His home country is Northern Ireland. His name is Colin Martin, and he is the ringmaster of the Satanic Players Society. Now, I know y'all don't get excited. It just 
pay attention, open your minds, because you're going to be awed. He is the host with the most. He brings to you the horror, the intrigue, and the madness, all delivered in a funny accent like any decent ringmaster should. Colin, a database designer and analyst by trade, stumbled upon the Church of Staten in early 2007. Liking what he read, he then decided to join for a bit of crack and quickly embraced the philosophy. He founded the Satanic Player Society initially as a one-time Halloween special feature on another podcast. But, as things happen, it wasn't long after that, he started receiving submissions from authors to have their work performed, and the show took on a life of its own. Five years later, the Satanic Player Society is still going strong with over 30 members, including actors, authors, musicians, and illustrators, working together to create a unique platform showcasing stories, poetry, and various video segments. Colin, originally born and raised in East Belfast, Northern Ireland, has recently moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, where he lives with his wife and stepson. Colin, welcome to the show, and thank you for your patience for the other foobarb. Thank you, Yvonne. It's great to be here, and yes, we finally made it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, we had a yeah, we had a bit of a technical hiccup last time, but uh, sure, that's life. That's technology. Um, life comes with setbacks sometimes, but you fly on and you get there in the end. And here we are. And here we are. And even more the sweeter because we had the hiccup. Now you do realize, Colin, that now that I have you in my clutches, they will get you, my pretty. And your little dog, <laughs> you will become a regular. You will become a regular on this show. Is that Adam stuck now? You have so much to offer. So how does well, that? Well, I can walk through a bit with the best of them. I can, I can fill maybe uh, a few minutes or two just talking a lot of nonsense. So if you ever need that, <laughs> I'm here. Ladies, he has a very wicked sense of humor. That's one of the reasons I love him so. All right, let's start with how in the world did Colin Martin, a database designer and analyst. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's not something that Joe Blow off the street can pick up. I mean, database analyst and designer is a complicated job. How in the world did you go in that profession and then wind up in the States? You're an enigma. Well, like most things in life, I fell in by accident. Originally, uh, believe it or not, I was going to be a teacher. I was going into forensic science. Started off in college realized I was absolutely terrible at mathematics, so <laughs> left and uh, started business administration. Uh, went, th- went through that while doing that uh, sort of course and uh, uh, before I finished graduating, um, I fell into databases just purely by accident. Somebody asked me, um, is there a good way to store information and do X, Y, and Z? And I went, I believe so. I've seen this before. Sure enough, I got told, oh, by the way, Colin, you've got to go ahead to go with that project, so would you start designing this system? This was um, 2000. So I kind of went, eek, what the heck is all this? So started getting, because the internet wasn't really a thing back then, so you had to go and start getting books, um, dummies guide to databases, uh, self-study, and what really got me into it was, in, I worked for the health service, uh, back in the UK, the NHS, I broke the server. I created oh, no. this massive database. <laughs> I created this absolutely massive database and broke the server because of the file sizes. Like this, you're talking way back in 2000. Uh, it doesn't even have a capability we do now. The IT, man- IT manager came down the stairs wanting to make this absolute lunatic because he realized I'd created uh, 5,000 images linked in the database field. I don't want to go into all the technical things, but i just done this absolutely crazy thing, which I'd never seen before. 
and he wanted to meet this guy. So he comes down and he met me. He goes, I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to break it. And he goes, what actually did you do? I was like, well, I was asked to do this, that, and the other, and I read this book, and it told me you can do it this way, so I did, and sorry for breaking everything. And he goes, that is absolutely crazy. So he showed me, um, it was called Visual Basic Programming. So he showed me a line of code, which did exactly the same thing, and that just started a whole journey. So I then started learning to become a programmer. Um, I got into database design, and back then it was Microsoft Access, so it was one of, part of the Microsoft Office suite, so you can buy it on the shelf anywhere. And I just started designing all these uh, crazy systems, and I just, as I progressed myself, I just got more and more projects, and then uh, the business administration kind of fell aside, and this uh, is what I ended up doing. Well, completely by accident. Didn't, didn't plan to be, that, didn't even really know what a database was. I'd seen them, a bit of familiar, you know, in college you're taught a bit about IT, but if you're not in that field, it's just one of them things, you know, you, you pay lip service to. But I just happen to, I'm just, I don't know, I seem to be able to convince people that I know what I'm talking about. And they believe me, and then they give me crazy projects to do. And that, that's actually the story of my life. Is I fell into it by accident. People believe I know what I'm doing, and that's happened to me for the next five years or something, you know. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, for somebody whose math was not their friend, to be able to pick up coding and, and database, math is more of your friend than you thought, Colin. Yeah, it's, well, the thing is, with our, uh, when I had a look at program, the problem was that a lot of it's just solving mathematical problems. But databases are very logic-driven. So you don't actually have to uh, speak math, so to speak, because math is a language. It's not a – people say it's a science, but it's not. It's a language. Um, I'm not the best at languages. But logically looking at information, um, trying to determine, you know, looking for patterns, that's uh, that's actually a different skill set, but they run in tandem. So I've been lucky enough. Uh, when I've had to pick up an equation or – when I'm asked, thankfully now you've got Google. So Professor Google helps me out a lot of times when it comes to the actual mathematical part. But the rest of it is actually common sense, logic, and just learning how the thing works. So you poke at it, you break it, you learn not to do that again, and then eventually you're not breaking as much. That sounds like my life. <laughs> and, and I agree <laughs> you with you. You poke at things and sometimes it breaks, so you learn not to do that again. And, and I agree with you because everything that I know about computers and building things within the computer and building websites and, and, and building this, this radio show, writing, all the things that I've done in my life, you're right. It was self-taught. Nobody, told, nobody showed me how to do anything. I learned it on my own, and, yeah, I screwed up a few things. If you don't screw up, you don't learn. Exactly. And look what you have achieved with your radio, you know, being your radio show. Amazing in under two years. So there's a lot of power in learning things yourself. A lot of people say, I can't do this or I don't know what course it is. But And also the ownership. When you learn something yourself, you take ownership of it. You know, it's yours. Mm -hmm. nobody, can, nobody can say, I gave that to you because you gave it to yourself. You know, and that, that, that is... is Especially in this day and age, it's really precious to have something for yourself, you know, and accomplish, no matter what it is, how large or small. And you own it. You 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 have yes. this sense of accomplishment and this sense of not instantaneous gratitude because it doesn't happen overnight. It's it's a building block, and and things build on themselves. When you started building the database. Like you said, it was logic, and one one block built on another block built on another block, and that was the logic in oh. it. Oh yes, and there has to be creativity too, because you're trying to think outside the box. You're trying to find because a lot of what I do is actually streamlining systems, is trying to make things a bit easier. So if a work process takes sixty steps, I try to get it down to thirty with as little input. Because when somebody goes to work, they just want the information. They don't want to input two or three times. They just want it there. And they want to know they can come back and get it again. So and that makes sense. So that, there's a bit of creativity, thinking outside the box and looking at 
systems and processes and how people work and what makes people comfortable. Even colours you choose is down to it because people sitting in front of a screen, if you choose a horrible colour, they don't like it. And then they're not comfortable and then they're not going to try their best to make the system work for you because no person's an island. You need to cooperate, you need to collaborate with other individuals in this world to succeed. So if you don't have people on board, so there's people skills as well, believe it or not. A lot of people think databases, computers, is sitting in the dark room. And, and yes, there is that kind of work to it, but you need to engage with people. You need to uh, step up. You need to give presentations because you need to uh, convince people that your your system, your plan is the right one. So there's even politics involved. You know, it's, uh, especially since uh, 2000, since the world has changed, even though we're becoming more data-driven, even though we're becoming more technology-based, the technology is moving much, much quicker than people can catch up. You know, we're still trying to catch up, and there's the latest release, the latest version. Here's a new tool. It's the latest thing, the clouds, uh, the new thing, and that's slowly getting replaced with something else. You know, it's, it's always moving. And a lot of people, I think, um, they panic. They, they feel lost. They don't think they're ever going to catch up or even hold on by the coattails. So you have to actually mentor people and reassure them as well. So there's even that element to database design, which you wouldn't even think. So you're practicing a whole range of let, let me pay some bills, and then we're going to find out why you came to America. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off Your Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and we are talking with our co-host, Colin Martin, the ringmaster of the Satanic Player Society. And, yes, we will get to that when we return. Sometimes you see something which changes the course of your life forever. For Sam Holden, that something was the body of an abused dog on the side of the road dumped there like garbage, without a name. Follow Sam as she becomes a vigilante for abused animals, always hunting for the monster who started it all. No matter where her cause leads her, she never forgets the faceless man who ignited her rage. When the two finally come together, who will survive? Doggone is the first in Diane Moat's thriller series, which reviewers are calling action-packed and suspenseful and hard to put down. Doggone can be found on Amazon Kindle. For all Diane Moat's other novels, check out her author page at dianemoatauthor.com. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. And we are back with Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, Colin Martin, the ringmaster of the Satanic Player Society. And we were discussing that he fell into the job as a database designer and analyst, just like he fell into the Church of Satan and the Satanic Player Society. But before we get to that, Colin, you left Northern Ireland and came to America. Why? I was human trafficked. You were doing. You did what? Uh, I was human trafficked. You was human trafficked. Uh, what it was, um, obviously, I'm a member of the Church of Satan. 2015 was the 50th anniversary of the formation, so uh-huh. there was an event in uh, Washington D.C. to celebrate that. And while there, unbeknownst to me, I met my future wife. Ah. So all perfectly innocent. We'd known each other obviously talking through the various forums and went to the event, met a lot of people that I'd only discussed uh talk with maybe online. So it was a really uh a really high energy, uh, a lot of positive vibes, just a lot of people coming together for the first time. 
that maybe had only uh, maybe only seen online or spoken to via text or uh, very rarely. And don't forget, I'd only really begun this uh, crazy show of ours. Uh, there'd only been one episode out there. The second episode had just come out at that point. So I was working with a handful of people, but I didn't really know everybody. But, um, yeah, Saturday night, uh, first of all, my wife gave me, she wasn't my wife then, but um, she gave me her phone and purse and things to mind because I was trustworthy, apparently. That's another uh-huh. thing. People seem to think I'm, like, trustworthy for some reason. I must just have that uh, look about me. So next thing I know, I'm minding all her stuff, like, just off the bat, and then we decided to have a photograph together. Little smooch, sparks flew, and about three and a half, nearly three years later, I'm here, married, completely sold up my house, uh, you know, changed my life, got married, uh, living in a completely new city, uh, trying to, you know, integrate and learn much about me, and once again, another crazy adventure I just happened to have accidentally fallen into. So once again, an event just fell into your lap practically, and you're in the United States, away, far away from your home country. How hard was it to leave your home country and migrate to the United States without being homesick all the time? Um, well... Thanks to the technology, for a start, um, you know, we've got Skype, Facebook, uh, all the different various social media. So, like, I ring home every week. Um, my niece and family up there, my son keeps in touch with me. So, they're, you know, send a message, video call. Uh, it's, um, the thing is now with, uh, like, video calls, not, you know, it's not like um, it's not like the 80s or 70s when I grew up, you know, that a long-distance phone call, like, you had to take out a second mortgage for it's really? Free, for instance. Uh, yeah, well, 70s, 80s, sure, long distance, uh, basically, cross Atlantic phone calls were ridiculous in price. So, you know, so many dollars a minute, it was unreal. So, uh, sure, that's why there's so many pen pals and uh, back and forth that way. But this day and age, you, you basically touch your phone. Uh, as long as you uh, time it right within the time zones, you may as well be in the same room. Sure, the technology is that great, the cameras, the audio. You're practically there in the same room with the person, so that's helped a lot. And then obviously, well, I, want, um, like, uh, I want to say welcome to America, and I'm very glad that you're here. Well, thank you very much. I, I hope I'm not a, a bad immigrant. <laughs> I'll try and behave myself. <laughs> you're not. A, you're far from a bad immigrant. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you're from the home of my ancestors, so. I'm tickled to death to be able to to talk with you and interview you and to have discourse with you. Because one of my dreams on my bucket list is to go to Ireland and Scotland. I, I keep getting drawn there. I think that in another life I must have lived there because I can't. I want to go there so bad I can taste it. A lot of people say a thing I've noticed though. Um, I don't know whether it's economical or what, but flights leaving the U.S. are nearly three times as expensive as coming in. Really? Yeah, when you try to book a flight leaving the U.S., the prices are absolutely ridiculous. I've never understood why that is. Does it discourage uh, travel? Because if I book the flight from the U.K. to the U.S., it's a third the price. All the airlines, you know, the, the prices vary, but generally when you when you travel frequently, because I have been with the the last two years, um, over the last 10 years, I've been back and forth to America for different reasons. Um, uh-huh. You know, I've, I've noticed a remarkable difference in somebody trying to leave the U.S. just because the, the flight prices first start put people off. But if you want to do something, you should do it. You know, we've only one life. We're here, you know, the here and now. Take every second you can because there's nothing worse than getting to the end, I think, and having regrets. At I least agree. not even having pride. I, I you don't so have agree, Colin. I preach that all the time, that when you get to the end of the life, you don't want to be that person that said shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm-hmm. So you're in America, and I am indeed. 
you are in Utah, and now you have once again fallen into something that you love. And and you're either the, the luckiest man alive or you have so much good karma in your life that good things come your way. I prefer to think that you have so much good karma in your life that good things come to you because you have that positive energy about you and, and positive things seem to be drawn to you like a magnet. So you started this satanic player society just as a one-time thing. Yes. Um, I was actually a friend of mine at the time. He's called Aaron Mantle. He, uh, when I first fell into the, uh, because believe it or not, I was actually, initially I was an army reservist. And then uh, I had an opportunity to uh, join up full-time. So I actually took a step away from database design and went and joined the army. When I came back, I uh, got back in the civilian street again and all, and I had so much energy because you're, you're wearing your hand tense to the environment. It's difficult just to fall back into the day job, so I needed another outlet, if that makes sense. Because I think if you've got high energy and you want to create, you're going to find something. So a friend of mine had started a podcast called uh, Satanic Storytime. Oh, by the way, folks, um, <laughs> sorry about the S word a lot. Don't be afraid. It's just a word. That's we're not right. here. We're just here to tell stories and have fun. Don't be without any sort of lunatics or anything. There's too many of them in the world as it is. But uh, also, as well, you get immune. To, when you lose the fear of something, it just becomes a word like anything in life. You know, you. Uh, sorry, I got off on a bit of a tangent, but this podcast called Satanic Storytime, um, a friend started this, and what he was doing was narrating stories. He was actually uh, having talks about storytelling which I I love storytelling I love reading books I can bury myself for hours I love the imagination getting fired so I was right at home and he started talking about these shows and what he was doing was bringing back the you know the 1950s the old time radio horror shows uh-huh. so graveyard mansion um not but like the Dick Tracy era all that kind of stuff so there's no visual reference you have to close your eyes and imagine and I absolutely love that. I think that's something missing from the world today. Too many people rely on uh, visual stimulus. And they're actually missing out on exercising their imagination. Good point. And I think that helps. Having, having a good imagination helps you in life. Being able to think outside the box, being able to see beyond what's in front of you, I think helps you in so many walks of life. So... Anytime you can encourage somebody to have an imagination, I think, go for it. So it started uh, bringing back these old-time uh, radio shows, and I just newly joined the, the church at that point, and I was seeing these people, and they're all being very creative, and they're producing a lot of things, and there was a lot of, actually a lot of people put up voice, uh, posts and uh, a lot of private forums but about voice acting and so on. So I thought to myself, do you know what? I, there might be something here with a lot of talented individuals I wonder if someone wanna, might want to come together and do this just once. See see what happens. Take one of these old-time radio scripts and let's do it. Let's perform it and see what happens. Just uh, a letter, do well or it'll flop. It'll be a one-time thing. But, hey, it's a bit of entertainment and we've tried something. Nobody else has done it. And also, um, I wanted to help my friend out. I wanted to give him... Um, because it was the first year of his show, and it was coming up to Halloween. And as you know, Halloween spooky time stories by the, the fire. Not so much in America, but definitely back in the in the UK. It's, horror stories are like the bread and butter of growing up, getting told the the good stories by the campfire. You know, because of the the wood wooded area and the type of climate that we have. You know, you've got the wind rustling through the trees. Not it just adds to the atmosphere. So that's. That's where a lot of horror stories, like Hammer House of Horror, if you look at them guys, they're, you know, that's the English countryside, the, up in the Scottish Moorlands, over in the Bogs of Ireland, you know, it's all that kind of atmospheric, uh, uh, you know, background, uh, telling stories. So come up to Halloween, I thought, yeah, let's, let's give that a go. So I put a shout out, and got four or five people back, handed out the parts, and just said, I've never done this before. Um, let's try and figure out how to go about this. So 
And that's another thing you learn as well, um, file transfers and how the internet works in the different formats. So that was a that was a learning curve as well. That even that thing in the background, just doing file transfers and getting the the voices to you. And I'd never produced anything like this before, so it was a new thing to me. And sure enough, we got it put together and put it out, and people liked it. The, they actually really enjoyed it. And yes, it was. There was like I hadn't really learned how to edit properly then, and a lot of mistakes. Like you know, if you create something, you're always self-critical. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the thing, looking at the mistakes, going, "Oh, I got that bit wrong. Oh, I got this wrong. I flip. I should have done that better." And uh, I thought that would be it. You know, okay, that was that was a bit of fun. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, maybe do something again in a couple of years. But no, um, people really took to it, and then I started getting messages as well from uh, some members of the church who were authors going, um, really good friend of mine, M.R. Stover, he's a fantastic writer, and he's the most twisted, devilish sense of humor you can imagine. <laughs> he approached me about actually writing a script himself for the show. So that actually, uh, you know, when you've got somebody coming to you with that, you're like, wow, what? What did I do? This is only maybe one time thing. Like, what what's happening here? People are actually approaching me. Did I do something right? Of course you <laughs> did. Back to, <laughs> and back to people thinking I know what I'm talking about. You know, we're asking my advice and stuff about things. I'm going, um, right, okay. Once I find out, I'll let you know. And and it's like being the dat <laughs> and the dat the database designer. You believed in in yourself. You believed that you could do something, and even with all of the mistakes which you learned from, it was still a beautiful thing. And here you are, five years later, with over thirty members, which include the actors, the authors, musicians, and illustrators, and it's all come together in this beautiful package of horror. Oh yes, and it's an yes. absolute honor and a privilege to be able to do this and have people, first of all, people are trusting me with their content. So people are writing stories, making a living being an author and trusting me with their content. Like you can't mess up then, you know, you're you're taking responsibility for someone else's reputation. No, they're trusting you with their your reputation. So if you do a terrible job, you, you've, you've hurt that person who's trusted you. And that's the way I look at it. And I still do today, you know, Actors, some are professional actors, so their careers are hinged on how it comes out. And yes, there's a bit of forgiveness because it's a voluntary project. You know, nobody nobody makes money from, nobody gets paid. You know, it's right. a voluntary project. And in fact, people, the most precious thing somebody can give you is their time. Somebody, somebody giving you their time is the most precious because they could be spending that doing a hundred other other things. Mm-hmm. So somebody actually giving you a bit of their time, I, I think, is very precious. And you should respect it. So I try my best every episode to learn, to do better. And my own learning has increased because I've learned about voice editing. I've learned about different tricks. I've learned about using the software. I've learned about file. You know, it might seem uh, inconsequential, but this is the backbone of anything you do. It's all the admin. I'm sure you know yourself. It's all the admin stuff in the background. You need to get that right. If you don't, you end up with a shoddy front and, People look at you going, what's going on? So it's, and you're having to, because people are volunteering and have got other projects, you have to kind of coax them along. Look, I need this in by this date because we want to get this episode out. And you don't want to be, you don't want to be nasty because that doesn't help. Being nasty doesn't help anybody. I've never understood why somebody feels they need to bully others or be forceful because it doesn't get you anywhere. All it gets you is antagonism and then people don't want to work with you. So I, I have always been in the spirit of collaboration and because I have, you know, I hadn't planned to be a voice actor myself. I had just planned to be the presenter. And actually when we first started out, the show was a completely different format. It was more like a creepy house. The actual travelling circus of uh, Sideshow of the Macabre came about later as we developed, you know, into our own thing. It, uh, we needed a theme. We needed characters because it's good to have a character step into the outside of yourself. Hence the incarnation of the ringmaster because then uh, I stopped being Colin Martin. I become the ringmaster and I, I love uh, it. become this character and I present myself and everybody loves it and it's great. And that, given that chance to um, you know, step out of yourself and do that, 
you only grow as a person then, I believe. And growing so as a person, be- like I said. Before Sorry. before we go and under the the big top with the ringmaster, let me pay a couple more bills because, ladies and gentlemen, you ain't heard nothing yet. Martin, uh, Colin, you still with me? I am indeed. What happened there? Okay, okay. For some reason, my um, my uh, ads don't want to pick up. I don't know what's going on with them. So hold on just a minute. Let me see if I can get them. We will continue talking, ladies and gentlemen, because apparently um, AT and T has lost their mind. Um, disconnected. But as as the ringmaster, what is your job besides um, putting the whole thing together? Do you introduce the show? I do. So my job is basically to try and, like any uh, performer or presenter, you're trying to get the audience excited about the content. So if I just went on and went, oh, I'm just calling you, this is really nice. Uh, yeah, you you want to listen to this. That's not going to get the audience. You're not going to hook them in. You're not going to get them excited. So I try every episode just to give a bit of myself. So when I'm doing my presenting, I'm, I'm thinking about the the episode, the segments. I'm trying to big it up. You know, I'm, I'm imagine themselves being on the stage, the lights shining in the audience, and I want them to draw in. I want them to get excited because you're sitting with, uh, you know, a unique show that's, never been produced for anybody else because I get a lot of first-hand material that hasn't been released. So this hasn't actually been uh, performed before or ah. even been out in print at some stages. So I have uh, scripts, I've got stories before they've actually been released in uh, print. So there's also another risk there. You want people to get excited. You want them then to go and purchase the book. If they hear the music, you want them to go and purchase the, the album or the single. If they see the artwork and that gets them excited, you want them to go to the illustrator. You want them to go and, you know, buy that artwork and want it for themselves. You want them to support your other people's projects. So my job as a ringmaster is to bring people in. Also, a lot of the promotion, like being on this show, is stepping up and trying to tell people, look, here we are. Come and see these amazing people. You know, I'm proud to be with them. I'm proud that they let me do this. So please come listen, support them as well. All the links are on the website and each person has their own avatar and page and any contributing artists to a particular episode, all the links are there before. Go visit them, give them a bit of support, like their projects, you know, help them along. And that's where mutual admiration, which is one of the uh, founding ideas of the Church of Satan, where you're a mutual appreciation society, you know, you don't need to stamp other people down to feel big. You can actually be that comfortable in yourself. You can admire other people's works and not get taken away from you. And that's what I try to do is I show people how much I admire these works. So as a ringmaster, I'm stepping up there. I'm, I'm shouting loud. I'm going, come see this. It's wonderful. And uh, so, so far, could... we're, we're growing in size. We're expanding out into different platforms. Uh, I've had recent messages from authors and I'm getting more hits. People are people are looking at my books and that's that's what I want. I'm getting uh people excited because they're they're getting more hits onto their page. They're getting you know, people are now taking an interest in, in them that maybe wouldn't have before. And that's that's all I want at the end of the day is just this, you know, the filter effect, you know, come enjoy the show but afterwards, you know, pay a visit to each of the members, have a look at them. Who knows, you'll find something you like. So it would be suffice to say that you could also be known as the agent, a.k.a. ringmaster, because even though the spotlight is is in the big top, it once you're done introducing the show, it goes directly on the actors, the musicians, and the storyline itself. Oh, yes. So... The light goes on to the stage, so to speak. Like once again, 
this is audio, it's used in imagination, so the lights go on the stage and then the performance takes place. And that, that kind of, once, if I get people to there, if I get people listening and getting to that point and enjoy the performance, I've done my job, I can kind of step back. So how long, does one of these, how long does one of these shows last? Like, vary between 30 and 45 minutes because it was actually, uh, what I was learning about teaching, it says that basically the human brain can cope with 45 minutes worth of content in one go before you need a break, you need to step away and do something else. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that make this mistake of their show is like two hours long. And I think it loses a lot of people. My aim is around about the 45-minute mark, just enough to keep people's attention and not, uh, you know, not get them bored. Because that's, that's and that's what, I mean, what the old radio up. shows. That's what the old Lone Ranger and uh, Molly and Fibber McKee and all those old radio shows. It they were about 30-minute shows. Yeah, because that's that's just enough. It's it's enough to have a bit of content, but it's still bite size. So you're not having to give over two hours of your time for a podcast, you know, and there's some um, a particular, uh, an author, R.J. Murray, he he let me uh, narrate, get his book performed, uh, Luther Mar and the Other World. It came into, it was that, it was a hundred page book. It was really in depth. It was a fantastic story. It was more of a fantasy story than horror, so it was a bit different from us, but it was a really good story. It had horror elements. I had enough for us that uh, it worked. So we ended up having to do that in two parts because there's no way if I had to try to do that all in one, people uh-huh. would have been lost. Got halfway oh, through yeah. it, just got bored. So you have to think about that as well. So uh author who I've talked about, M. R. Stover, he started uh, a series, the 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 Bill Kill series, uh, a bit of a play on words. Um at the moment we're three parts of a four four part series. And they're they're maybe twenty five minutes to thirty minutes long. But they're they're punchy, they're they're fun. It's over the top, cartoon violence and uh, all sorts of crazy ideas. There's nudges and winks that people will know. So anyone that is in our circle, so to speak, will end up in the end up in the show, so to speak. That thing. Um, but that that couldn't have been just done in one. It would have been too much just to do as one episode. So it's been split up over three or four parts. So you you kind of do that. You want to keep the audience interested. You want them to come back. So yeah, timing the episode that. That 45-minute mark, you know, try, sometimes a, once or twice I've went over it just because it wouldn't have been feasible to split into two. But you don't want to do that too often because then people are having to set aside an hour and a half to listen to a podcast, and most people don't. Um, no, let, 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 me go and try to, let, let me go and try to pay these bills again. The Internet went down, oh, and I had to get it back. So, ladies and gentlemen, that this is with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my wonderful wonderful guest colin martin the ringmaster at the satanic player society and we will be right back and winona the lovable narcissist from the women's cave podcast inviting you to join us in person or streaming at the Inspirational Women in Literature Conference on March 17th. Get tickets to the conference, buy our books, or watch the TV show Just Right in Life at andwethought.com or thewomenscave.com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade. Former Boston PD Captain Stanford Carter and his wife, forensic scientist Jill Seacrest, have decided to move to the Big Apple to accept positions with the New York branch of the FBI. Rookie agent Shania Deeprose completes the Trinity as they collide head-on with raging and rampant social, political, and economic unrest amid a string of murders that seem unrelated and may be serial, copycat, thrill, or hate-driven as they struggle to understand the mind and thought process of the orchestrators, killers, and victims, the team begins to wonder who's who. The line between black and white, superior and subordinate, right and wrong, and good and evil disappears as they are forced to reevaluate their own thoughts, feelings, and philosophies. Ultimately, every character must come to their own conclusions to these questions. Is justice ever more important than the law? Is playing God justifiable if it's for the greater good of all? Come along for the ride to see if Agent Carter will decide to stick to being a hunter 
or become judge, jury, and executioner instead. Find the answers to these questions when you read the new book, The Killing Collective. The Killing Collective is a character-driven story with big characters with depth. They're soul-searching in addition to the biggest case of the agent's careers. The Killing Collective, available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions. Order your copy today. And we are back. Off the chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my wonderful, wonderful guest, Colin Martin, the ringmaster of the Satanic Player Society. And, Colin, I was just looking on the site, and, of course, two of my friends that I've known forever and a day are part of your little circus. Rick Powell, who has been on this show several times, an amazing horror author, and Hydra Starr, who just absolutely is so wicked it should be sinful. Oh, yes, and she is. <laughs> um, actually, it was Rick Powell that uh, introduced me to your show. Um, yes. One of his interviews, he, actually, I was a, I was starting to blush red my cheeks. He was giving us that much of a glowing reference. Um, Rick approached me, when did he? I was about three years ago, he approached, approached me about, um, I think it was having some of his poetry uh, read. I think it was March 2016 or June 2016. And one of his stories, uh, Patient 151, in fact, that's one of my favorite stories to have put together. Um, I had uh, one of our musicians composed a wonderful piece for it. And one of our actors, um, the musician's called Sarah, and the actress was Heather Height. And the comedy, actually, when you put the show together, I actually got goosebumps listening back to it. It just seemed to work perfectly, you know, the and the, the horror and the intrigue. And, Rick is an absolutely fantastic writer. Um, Hydra as well. In fact, it was Hydra. was back in March 2016. She gave me some of her poetry, and it was performed as a part of a, a segment. I like to maybe feature either poetry on a subject and get submissions from different authors or one-time submitters, or I also like to feature an artist and have her or him perform, you know, produce uh four or five pieces of poetry and just make it into a little segment before the main event. And the two of them guys have been really helpful and supportive. And like I said, Hydra let me as well. She, her book, Candy, Blood and Sex, we performed. And that was, actually, that was a difficult one because it was one of the ones that I couldn't get the music right for. And I scrapped it about three times because I didn't feel I was doing it justice. And I just uh, smiled, but we finally got that out. It was wonderful. And yeah, it's guys that got, you know, that come and speak to me and let me use their material. Like I said, it's a complete honor. And I'll always do my best to uh, do it justice. Well, from what I've seen, you're doing an absolutely amazing job. And ladies and gentlemen, no, y'all cannot go run down the website now. You've got to wait a few more minutes. Because... It takes time, it takes dedication, and it takes a sense of being a little obsessive-compulsive to put together the A-rated shows that y'all put together. Because like you said, you want to put your authors, musicians, and illustrators in their best light, as well as a voiceover. Because ladies and gentlemen, what y'all don't know is these the people that do the actual readings of these stories are not in a room together. Tell them how you get the information. It's uh, I call it green screen for radio. It's equivalent like movies. You have a green screen, and the actor has to imagine they're in the setting or interacting with the character. All these uh, parts are submitted remotely. So the actor gets the script. They get the part. We'll have a chat about it. They will perform it, but they'll also do a couple of takes because we've now got to the point where maybe a line might work, but then when you hear the other actor, it doesn't work anymore and you need to change it slightly. Sometimes what's written down doesn't translate well into voice. So all actually all the, all the actors, are uh, they're actually thinking about this and they're thinking how best to do it and they're doing it remotely by themselves. And then they submit it to me and then I go through it, and that's, that's the bit that takes long, is actually going through the parts, plus you have different equipment, you have people that live in different living circumstances, 
So not everybody has a basement or a sound studio. So they're trying to do it maybe in an apartment or they're in a busy city in the, the country with uh, animals and noises in the background. You know, they're trying to find a quiet space to do this. So you end up getting audio of different quality. What you're trying to do is make it sound as if everybody's in the same room. So you've got these people what? working. They're doing their... Sorry? What an amazing job. And we are going to run out of time, my friend. We are like three minutes away from the show ending. Seriously. So well, you will come is, back. That is absolutely flown. <laughs> I'm telling you, will you come back? I can go where there are. <laughs> Tell the <laughs> folks where this beautiful, beautiful website is, where you can be found and where it can be found. Okay. We're on we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, YouTube, look up Satanic Players, the hashtag Satanic Players, and you'll find our uh, social media pages. The website itself is www.satanicplayersociety, all one word, dot com. And that's the main website. If you go to the main website, you'll also see the social media links so you can follow the chain. Uh, we've been, I've actually been taking a leaf out of your book, Yvonne, and I've looked at the different the way that you use the different platforms, and I think it's amazing what you do. So I've kind of been stealing your idea and following you doing the same. So I've been using the feeds and getting out to the different radio shows and hopefully expanding as we go along. Uh, Wonderful. The I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. Well, I... you've inspired me. Honestly, I've, I've been keeping, when Rick introduced me to you, I've been keeping tabs on your show. I'm impressed with what I hear and see. I love your attitude. Um, I love the way you talk. You love creation like I do. I, I see you as a kindred spirit. I'm more, I'm more than honoured to come on this and get a chance to talk to you. So you've inspired me to try my best and get the show out there more so more people can hear it. The and end you of this will year, come we back. Have an out. Hmm? You will come back, right? Oh, definitely. Well, this. For Halloween's our fifth anniversary, we have an anthology coming out, hopefully, called The Horror and Madness of the Sideshow. So it's going to be a collection of uh, poetry, stories, song lyrics, uh, all by the, the members. So not just the authors, but the actors, the musicians are going to submit, and it's going to come out all going well in Halloween. So I'd love to come back and talk about that. All right. So there's actually so hang on, something hang on, because I gotta I gotta close out the show, but don't hang up when the show goes dark. I've got some things to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Colin Martin for spending an hour with me. It's been an absolute marvelous, marvelous night. And you know, at the end of the show, I have several things to say. But the thing I want to say tonight is, your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And how you leave others feeling after having had that experience with you, ladies and gentlemen, that is indeed your trademark. And my prayer is that the way that I leave each of you feeling, my guests and my listeners alike, the way that I leave y'all feeling is the best trademark in the world. Join us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time when we will once again be here on Off the Chain. Sadly, I neglected to bring my guest name to the studio because it's been one of those days where the phone has started ringing at 6 o'clock in the morning and rings all damn day. But join us tomorrow night. Go and look up the Satanic Players Society because it is absolutely a marvelous site. Two of my wonderful friends contribute to the the stories and the old-time radio shows. And look up Colin Martin on Facebook. Just go and friend him on Facebook. You can also like the Satanic Player Society on Facebook. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night and dare to be great, join us at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time when we will be as always, here and off the chain because there's no other way for me to be. I don't know any other way to be. So until tomorrow night at Eastern, 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, this is your host, Yvonne Mason, with Off the Chain and her guest, Colin Martin, saying have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. 
Now, Colin, the, the show is, is gone dark. It's off the air. But everything we say will be in the archive section of the show. It's like the outtakes in a movie. But I wanted to tell you, once we get off from here, the show will archive. I will tag you. I will put the link up on my page and tag you in it so that you can take the link and spread it everywhere. And then tomorrow when I put it up on um, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Spreaker, Podcast.com, and Podcast Garden, I will also tag you in those links, and then I'll pull up the iHeartRadio links and the um, uh, iTunes links and put those up on the page and tag you in those. Take those and run with them. That's my okay. gift What I'll do is, yep, I will uh, link this onto my, I've, the Ringmasters page on the website, so I'll link this actual interview to it as well. So I get anybody that visits the website, maybe not aware of yourself, they'll find you too. Uh, which I've done sure. as well on my YouTube page. Any interviews that you've had with members, uh, I have on a, a playlist. So any oh, interviews. So I've been doing that as well. So I, I, I believe in mutual appreciation. You know, you you give me a wee bit, I give you a bit back. So any interviews you've taken part, like with Dave Lipscomb, Hydra, uh, with Rick, I think it's one of somebody else you've interviewed. But any anyway, of I've got on my YouTube page as well. He's I've done Robert Ledford a couple of times. I've done Hydra a couple of mm-hmm. times. I've done Rick a, several times, and I need to get them all back in here. And I want you to be a regular on the show because we can promote the the different shows that you've done. See, we didn't even get into um, the musicians and, and how all that is put together and played and talked about the different um, voiceover That's artists that you great. have. <laughs> the hour just flew by. It did indeed. Um, you know, I'd love to come back. It would be a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed myself. Good. It was well worth the wait. <laughs> At least the technology played nice this time. <laughs> and if the hour flew by, my <laughs> friend. It flew by so fast. Awesome. So if I bring you back like in September or something, you should have a whole lot of new stuff up by then. And we can talk about when's the oh, anthology so coming out? Andrew, yeah. Oh, when yeah, is it's Halloween. It's uh, October 31st. That's when we're planning to release it. Okay, so we bring you back at the end of September, the 1st of October? Yeah, that'd be to- cool. And then uh, we'll be able to talk about that. Well, there'll be a few, there's a few events we're taking part in this year. Um, Halloween, The final Halloween and Summer Festival. Um, we have a show already planned for that, and we're getting a guest presenter and all on. It's, the, it's a thing that happens in Utah here every year, so we want to promote that. It's a I went to it last year. It was a wonderful event. So we're we're doing a show specifically for that. Um, there's a couple of other things throughout the year plus our normal um, our normal episodes with new segments out now. So there's the first taste of horror segment, which all the members are going through, talking about their experiences. So that's uh, that's a new thing that's been going recently. And also I have a weekly segment now called A Thought with the Ringmaster, where I basically get in front of a camera and just waffle and talk about ideas and maybe try and give tips and show a bit of behind the scenes of what goes on here. So there's all that that's been uh, good up. So that would be well on the way. What if I send you um, the short story Blood Alley and you play with it? And if you choose to use it, fine. If not, that's okay too. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, The only problem, uh, if your show wasn't live, I would more than happily submit a regular, uh, if it was pre-recorded, It'd be easy to put the show on yours, but yeah, I'll happily feature your material. You know, you've always been you've been a friend of a lot of members and really love what you do. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, that, that's what it is. We just take take a break, have a look at it, and uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'll just I'll send it to you if you want to play with it. Fine, if not, it's no yeah, big sure, deal either. Um, yep. and with another with partner podcast as well that we feature on. So mm-hmm. depending on how long the segment's going to be, so say it's only a 10, 20-minute segment, I have a couple of friends who run podcasts, so we get that's the whole point of the traveling sideshow, is we travel around other podcasts as well as our own show. So it's see, we didn't even talk about that either. We didn't even talk about your traveling. See, we got to talk about the traveling sideshow. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. There's all different segments, and that's it's just keeping the thing new and fresh and different from the audience and maybe reaching people that haven't heard us before. I'm always looking to partner with podcasts because, yes, it's a big scary S-word, but 
what you've got essentially are a group of wonderfully talented individuals who, for some crazy reason, let me play with their stuff and put it out there. <laughs> and some parts are terrible. So they'll keep letting me do it. So if I can find other, uh, if there's other horror-based podcasts that maybe listen to the show, get in touch. Um, if you go to the website, our email address is there. Go to the Facebook page. It's all the contact details there. Get in touch. We travel around different podcasts. We'll happily feature a 10, 20-minute show, a short story. You know, it all adds. It's all material. It's all getting promoting people and getting it out there. It doesn't have to necessarily be a 45-minute opus grand, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And if 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 y'all want to, if I can fit, I haven't yet figured out how to do a pre-recorded show, but I'm sure at some point I will. We can do a pre-recorded show and put it up. It's no big deal. Because so, I um, believe in getting, I believe in getting you all the exposure in the world. It is time for the Satanic Player Society to get out there. Oh, thank you. Do you use Skype at all? At all? No, I don't use Skype. Um, what I use is I it's a direct connect, and I send an invite. I can send up to five invites, and mm-hmm. people can call in through direct connect, and it's like Skype, but it's only audio, not video. Right. Well, when we finish this, I can give you, um, because I have a piece of software that records audio only, on Skype. So what uh-huh. you do is you set up Skype, you have a normal call, you run this piece of software, you start recording, and there's your show. Uh, well, we'll figure out how to do that well, too. That's um, something I have another wee side project, which is in its infancy. I don't want to talk about it yet, but um, myself and a friend have started a, a DC um, fun podcast. So that's what we're using is Skype and the recording software, just, uh-huh. just for a bit of fun. I'm completely mad. You have to teach me how to use that because that's yet another avenue that we can that I can use. Yeah, I'll certainly. But once we finish this, I'll I'll send you a link. So I'll put it up okay. in the Dropbox. And I'll I'll give you even the software so you have to download it. And you're it's so free. Good. So as long as you're not. Uh, the only thing is, if you're not, if you want to test it out first, don't put any ads. Don't use it for commercial use. You can use the free version, but if you want to then use it, it's 10 bucks for the license, and then you can oh, use it commercially. Bad. But that's not that's bad. That's not bad at all. Nah, not bad at all. Well, I am going to let you get off of here and finish your evening with your lovely wife and son, and I appreciate you so, so much, my friend. Thank you so much for your patience and for being a guest on this show and for coming back on. You, You have made my week. Oh, thank you. It was worth the wait. It was a lot of fun. I've enjoyed myself. So have I, and I cannot wait for us to do it again. <laughs> and, and we, we will be. Yes, we <laughs> shall. And we will be talking <laughs> very soon. Good night, my darling. You too, Yvonne. Have a nice evening. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.